Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Let's turn to Isaiah, the ninth chapter. We're going to read together, and I'll let you sit down. Isaiah, the ninth chapter, we're very, we're very familiar with this. The sixth verse, it says, For unto us a child is born. To us... A son is given. Somebody say he gave his son. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, and of peace there shall be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice aren't you glad that God is a just God and with righteousness from this time forth evermore look at this y'all it is the zeal of the Lord of hosts to do this now, this is, a little, this is a rabbit trail, but I, I want to I focus on this. It was God's pleasure to send Jesus. He said, it was the zeal of the Lord to send Jesus. He loved you so much. He didn't do it begrudgingly. He did it with zeal. He said, I love that humanity so much. I want to redeem an angel, angel saying, God, what is man that you're so mindful of him? All these other creations, all the other angels, the angels like Lucifer, if they sin, they got thrown out of your presence to damnation immediately. But what is it about this creation? You don't love the animals like that. You don't love the fish. You don't love the trees. What is it about this thing that you created that you love so much that you would give your son with zeal? And we drag ourselves in the church like we're doing God a favor. And God gave his son with zeal. He gladly gave his son because he wanted you back so much. So I got to do this gladly. Can somebody just lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for doing it with zeal. You know, sometimes people can do some stuff for you, but you know they don't want to do it. They're doing it out of obligation. Here, take it. They frowning. God, he, he gave his son Jesus with zeal. He gave it with some fervor. He gave it with passion. So that's why we should enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter in his courts with praise. That's why we ought to be, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because God our Father gave his son with zeal. want to come in here dry and ashy like we doing God a favor you ought to serve him with gladness you ought to be a cheerful giver you ought to do what you do unto the Lord with some zeal that's why he came 
the next scripture, John 3 and 16, we've already said half of it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, tell somebody, I'm a whosoever. Whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Look at this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that through him the world might be saved. John 10 and 10, I'm giving you all the scripture, then we're going to talk. John 10 and 10, Jesus was saying the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Other translations said life and life to the full. Tell somebody I, am de tell somebody I deserve a full life. Because Jesus came for it. He didn't come for your mediocre, broke down existence. He came for full life. Anybody got some room in your cup for God to live to give you a full life? Come on, come on. That's why I said press down, shake together, and running over. That means I'm, I'm packing it down so I can get as much out of it as I, as I possibly can. Tell somebody, I'm going to live a full life. I'm sitting around waiting for the deaf angel to come get me. He gonna have to tap me on the shoulder and, and apprehend me. Death gonna have to jump out of a bush and grab me. I'm gonna live a full life. Why? Because Jesus came for it. He came to give me eternal life, but he came to give me a full life while I'm on the earth. I'm gonna speak just for a second. That, that, that resonated with somebody. I'm gonna speak for a, for a second. And then Jesus came. Somebody say, and then, and then. Jesus came. You know, that, that, that's a phrase that, that is preceded by some other things. There's, there's some other obstacles, and, and somebody's told a good story. A, 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 you know, a good story's got a protagonist and an antagonist. It's got some tension in the middle. And, 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 and I, I purposely told them to put a dot, dot, dot in front of it because I want you to understand whatever you're going through, whatever situation you face, you're going to be able to tell a story that this was happening, and then Jesus came. I was sick, I was, I was despondent, I was broke, I was, I was, people turned their back on me, I was about to kill myself, I was about to give up, I was about to walk away from my marriage, but then Jesus came. I want you to understand, I want you to leave with an understanding today that all you need is Jesus to show up on the scene and everything changes. When he was born in the earth, everything changed. When Jesus came, we were lost and had no way to reconcile with God. They were killing goats and turtle doves and bulls every couple, every couple of months to get, in, to get back in alignment for temporary relief from their sin. But then Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he flipped the whole script. Everything shifted. Everything changed. The devil lost his hold over death, hell, and the grave. All because Jesus came. Oh, my God. You may be seated, but on your way down, tell somebody, and then Jesus came. We have to be aware, people of God, that all we need is Jesus to show up on the scene. And, and, and Jesus came by way of the birth of, the, of his mother, the Virgin Mary, but that's not the only time that Jesus showed up to come. You got to understand the, the, the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they tell of Jesus' pilgrimage, his, 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 uh, his travels that he did, and everywhere that Jesus showed up, 
things change. So it will behoove us to, to learn that if we just invite Jesus into our space, don't talk to your girlfriend and your homeboy about what, if we would just invite Jesus into our space, the likelihood, the high probability is that when Jesus shows up, things are going to change. I don't know what your, your, what your story is before the dot, 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 but I'm telling you, all you need is Jesus on the scene. And you'll be able to say in your testimony, and then Jesus came. Anybody destined, that's going to be your testimony. Need a good story. I was down here, and then Jesus came. I called on the name of the Lord, and then Jesus came. They were about to take my house, my car, and everything. I prayed about it. I called to the Lord of my salvation, and then Jesus came. I want you to understand that Jesus is the missing ingredient to solve every life's dilemma that you may go through. Tell somebody and tell them, and then Jesus came. I don't care what you're going through. All you need is an ample dose of Jesus the Christ in your presence, and it will change everything that you're going through. Oh, God. Let me give you some example because y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't believe me. Uh, uh, there was a woman. There was a woman in, in, in the book of John. There was, a, there was a, what, what they say a Samaritan woman who was at a well. She was in the middle of the day and she was going to fetch water. Now the crazy thing about it is if that was not the prudent thing to do to go to get water in the heat of the day because by the time the heat of the day noon they already need their water to bathe. They already need their more water to cook and, and do everything. But she was going in the middle of the day because she was going around town sleeping with other people's husbands and she was shamed and she didn't want the other wives to see her and so she was she was doing her duty but she was doing it with avoidance anybody ever anybody ever in life ever been doing the right thing but you're doing it you're doing it avoiding you're trying to avoid being recognized you're trying to avoid encountering people you try, you're trying to avoid people that remind you of your past and, 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 and Jesus Jesus said Jesus told his disciples he said I have need we need to go to go through Samaria they said Jesus those people don't even like us that's out of the way he said but I need to go he didn't tell him he said but I got an appointment with a woman he said, I got an appointment with the woman. And then Jesus showed up. She was at, she was at, the, at the well. She was getting water for her day's task. And Jesus said, hey, can, uh, can, you, get me a, can, can, you, can you get me some water? She said, well, uh, like, you know, I'm a Samaritan. You don't even deal with us. Why are you even talking to me? He said, look, I got some water that you know not of. If you drink the water I have, you will never have to go back to the well again. My water quenches all your thirst. My water. See, see, she, she was avoiding. She was still trying to do what she was doing, but she was doing it in shame. How many of you, 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 you still got to raise the children? You still got to go to work. You still got to do adult responsibilities, but the devil has put the weight of shame on you was doing what she was supposed to be doing but she was doing it in, a, in an era of shame she said I'm just going to get my water I'm going to get out because I know what I'm doing and, I, and I'm shameful and I, and I don't want people to see me and she was just doing her mundane duties and then Jesus 
he spoke into our life. He said, what, he said, where's your husband? I don't have a husband. He said, not only do you have husbands, you have several husbands of other people. And she said, little master, and then, she, and, then she, and then she repented. And then, you know why? God is so strategic. And let me tell you, the person, you think that I've done the worst and, I, I, and God can't use me and I, I've done too much wrong. I've had too many babies out of wedlock and i smoked too many drugs and I've been in too many beds. God said, that's the one that I want to save. You know why? Because all the men in town she had influence with. See, God is strategic. God is strategic. God said, even though you feel like you're not worthy, God said, there is something in you that I can use. And so I got to go out of my way to meet you at a place. See, some people in the church, see, a lot of us that have been saved all our life, we said, won't you come to Jesus? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus now while you still got chance. And we should say that. But sometimes God got to meet that sinner right where they are. Sometimes God, they're not going to break the threshold of a church door. God got to meet them with a squid a crack pipe in their mouth. God got to meet them when they getting out of somebody's bed. God got to meet them where they are. So Jesus went out of the way. He came to her. Are oh, you so glad that Jesus came to you? Come on, come on. Oh, everybody wasn't born in the bosom of Jesus. Somebody, God had to come to you. He had to meet you where you were. He had to meet you in the gutter. He had to meet you in the whole house. He had to meet you in the crack house. Somebody glad that he came. Somebody tell Jesus, thank you for coming for me. Thank you for coming for me. I know you came as a baby. I know you came as a baby, but I'm thankful that you came and you found me. And you grabbed me by the collar and said, come on. You lived in this, you lived in this wallow and this sin long enough. You lived in this sickness long enough. You lived in that depravity long enough. Jesus said, come with me. Come with me. Come with me. I know your past. I know your past. I know your past, but come with me. I know your past. I know how many drugs you smoke, but come with me. Come with me. I don't care nothing about that. As a matter of fact, I can use that as a testimony to show them that I am God. She was the worst of the worst. And then Jesus came. And after she encountered Jesus, the word of God says she ran all over town. Telling about, I met a man, not a man that wanted me for my body, but he saw into my spirit. He saw me into my soul and he changed me. And, and in a way that I, the things I used to do, I don't want to do no more. I don't need the fulfillment of other people. I don't need other people's validation. There was a man that spoke into my spirit and he changed me and I'll never be same. Is that anybody in this place? Don't be ashamed of your testimony. Tell it with boldness. Tell it with vigor. But you gotta, you gotta add an addendum on it. I was this. I was the chiefest of sinners. I, I, I was in everybody's bed. I smoked more drugs than a little bit. I was, I, I was a thief. I was a roundabout. You couldn't trust me. And then Jesus came. And when Jesus came, There's another person. There's another person. There's a woman in Luke who had an issue of blood. The word of God said that she had, she had been hemorrhaging and bleeding for 12 long years. She went to every doctor and, and the more doctors she went to, the worse that she got. She used all her money, but she heard 
The word of God said that she heard. See, that's, that's why every now and then we got to put our ear to the wind to see what's going on. It's okay to be nosy every now and then. It's all well, oh, what you going to do about it. But tell somebody she heard. She heard that Jesus was passing by. And she said, I cannot let this. I've tried everything else and I'm getting sicker and I'm getting broker. I've gone here and I've gone there and every door has closed in my face. But I heard that Jesus is coming by. Let me tell you something. Jesus don't have to be coming for you to impact you. God, Jesus could be showing up for somebody else. Say, Jesus, while you're on your way, let me touch you. The word of God said that Jesus was going, he was in a throng of people. There were people all around him. They were touching him. They saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they were, they said, would you heal me? And would you heal my daughter? And, when, and, and Jesus was just walking. And, but, but all of a sudden, there was a woman that groveled on the floor. See, you got to understand, with the issue of blood, she was taking a chance, the penalty of death for being out amongst the people. But she said, I'd rather die trying than to live like this. And sometimes we got to get we got to get a holy indignation in our spirit that I'd rather die trying to get free than live in this existence. You got to be tired of being tired. You got to be sick of being sick. You got to get disturbed with having a mundane existence. Every day is just like the other day. And you got all this all this promise sitting up in your bosom and God is, and you say God I'm waiting on you God said I'm waiting on you how bad do you want it she, she crawled on the ground no doubt people were stepping on her hands and, and stepping on her stepping on her feet and, and pushing her to the side and kneeing her and kicking her but she kept moving forward and she and she got she Jesus was passing by and she got it she said this is my moment and this is my chance and she rushed she reached out she didn't call his name she didn't say hey my name is such and such she didn't bear hug him Oh, she didn't even touch his physical body. She touched what was attached to him. See, sometimes sometimes Jesus comes too. And sometimes Jesus is coming by. And you've got to discern. See, you got to get that pride out of you. God, you're passing by. I got a need and I'm going to reach and I'm going to touch you. It don't, it don't matter if the pastor calls my name. It doesn't matter if the, if the prophet gives my address. When you're in the atmosphere. Pastor McDowell says when he comes for one, he comes for all. That he was on his way to somebody's house to heal their daughter. But while you're passing by, somebody say, while you're passing by, God. While you're passing by, while the waters are troubled, while the atmosphere is charged, when you're in the place, I can grab virtue. And the word of God said that she touched the hem of his garment, and Jesus stopped in his tracks. He said, wait a minute. Somebody touched me. And this disciple said, Jesus, what are you talking about? There are, there are people all over trying to touch you. He said, no, but this touch was different. This touch pulled virtue out of me because it was filled with faith. That's been my challenge to you every time we gather. Have something on your mind. Have something on your heart. I'm not, I'm not the going, I'm just going to church because that's what I do. And you, you will go out the same way that you came in. But I need you every time we come together and encounter God. Every time you go to God in prayer. Every time you read your word. You say, God, I am like that woman with the issue of blood. I'm not leaving your presence until something changes. Jesus came. He stopped and she stood up and she was trembling. She was afraid, oh Lord, they, they, I, was, I was just trying to touch him while he passed by. I wasn't trying to be recognized. And Jesus said, daughter, 
Your faith has made you whole. I didn't have nothing to do with that. I didn't even know you were here. I was just passing by on the way to somebody I knew. But your faith is what made you whole. Your faith, and let me tell you people of God, as Jesus is passing by, it is your faith and his ability that's going to make you whole. It is your faith that's going to bring that marriage back together. It is your faith that's going to cause that body to be healed. It is your faith that's going to get you out of that debt that you got in. It is your faith. It is your faith. It is your faith that's going to make you whole. It is your faith that's going to stand you up. It is your faith that's going to bring your children back to God. It is your faith that's going to make you whole. We have to be strategic that God, you're in the atmosphere. And like Jesus said in the temple, the Spirit of the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Spirit of the Lord comes with a cause. And I need my need to meet up and have a have a crash course with his cause. And when my need meets up with his cause, miracles happen. When my need meets up with his cause, bodies are healed. When my need meets up with his cause, what is his cause? His cause is to get glory. His cause is to, is, is to straighten up everything that's out of alignment with, with what his picture is in heaven. God, you know what? If you are out passing blessings, Lord, do not pass me by. I'm standing in need of a miracle. I am standing in need of a blessing. I am standing in need for you to fix something that is out of will, out of alignment with your will. And what took 12 years and got no better, it dried up. And then Jesus came. you to know all you need is Jesus to come all you need is him to show up all you need to do is him to step through the wall all you need to do is him to come into the atmosphere and when Jesus comes everything changes there was a man in John who had been at a pool called Bethesda and had been there almost 40 years waiting for the waiting for the angel to stir the water and people were jumping in front of him. He, 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 he tried everything. He was there at the, at the sheep's market. He was surrounded by a bunch of people that, that, could, that couldn't do nothing for him. The, 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 the blind were with the blind. The lame were with the lame. The, the, the halt were with the halt. And nobody can help each other. And he was in a place. And, 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 and when Angel came, the people that was his support system became his competition when the, when the water got troubled. See, that's that crab mentality. Everybody, misery loves company, but when I want to get out, folk want to pull me back down. You think you're being too good. Who you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who you think? You ain't no better than nobody. I'm not any better by you, but I want better, and I'm going to be better. So don't be apologetic for trying to progress where God has called you to be. People that don't want to do nothing, people that don't, people that just want to talk about it, but don't ever, don't want to ever do nothing for change, they're going to still be talking 10 years from now, and I'm going to be moved on to what God has called me to do. But Jesus came to the man, didn't ask him nothing about who he was, who his people was, how long you've been sick. Jesus knew all of that. He said, sir, I'm going to challenge you. Do you want to be made whole? Not do you want to be healed, because there was a difference between being healed and being whole. So you can be healed in your body and your mind still be messed up and your emotions still be messed up. Somebody say, I want to be whole. 
Jesus, this man had been, because you got to understand that if Jesus, the, 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 uh, the, the fact that once he got healed, there was a level of responsibility. Nobody's going to give him alms anymore. Nobody's going to treat him like a beggar. You know, and sometimes people like their conditions because they get pity. People like their sickness. People like their infirmity because it gets me attention. I've got a built-in excuse that I couldn't do it because. I can't do it because the way my mama treated me. I can't do it because the way my husband did me. I can't do it. And I'm not trying to make light of anything that all of that is real. But to say we can't get over it says that the blood of Jesus is too weak. And if he can wipe away your sin, he can wipe away the scar of that memory. He can wipe away the scar of that prefrontal. And when your back got stabbed, and when people slapped you in the face, and when people lied on you, tell somebody the blood is, tell somebody the blood is stronger than that. To say you can't get over it, says that the blood is too weak. And the blood of Jesus is strong. It still has power. But Jesus challenged that man. He said, do you want to be whole? He offered an excuse. Well, when I, when, but when the water's trouble, people jump in front of me, Jesus. What am I supposed to do? And he said, I didn't ask you that, bro. I asked you, do you want to be made whole? And Jesus didn't even, did, Jesus didn't even acknowledge, he, he didn't even acknowledge that excuse he gave. He said, take up your bed and walk. He didn't say, he didn't say, he didn't say, this, this, this rise up and walk. He said, take up your bed. The thing that's been giving you comfort to stay in the state that you're in, the thing that's been to make it, that's made it comfortable to be dysfunctional. He said, take it up. The thing that's been supporting you, I want you to take power over it. Somebody do your hand like that. Come on, come on. The, the thing that's been, the thing that's been, that, 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 that's been, that's, uh, uh, that's been uh, 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 holding you back. The thing that's been, 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 uh, been, a, been a, a trap for you. The thing that I take two steps forward. Jesus said, take up that bed. Take up that, take up that experience. Take up that hurt. Take up that disappointment. Take it in your hand. Anything in your hand you can control. And see, there is symbol, there is symbolism there. He said, the thing that was controlling you, the thing that had gravity that was holding you plow. God said, not only do I want to heal your body, but I want to heal your emotions. I want to heal your mind. I want to heal your mentality. And, and he said, you might have been here for 40 years, but I have come to make you whole. You don't need to wait on a pool. You don't need to wait for people. God, I, look, the healer is in front of you. You don't have to wait for the water to get trouble. The water of life is in front of you. And the disability went away when he obeyed and took the bed. He could have said, well, Jesus, come on, let me try to get up. And strength wouldn't have came in them legs. The miracle came on the other side of obedience. It made no sense. Like, dude, won't you just tell me to rise up? No, no, no. I need, it don't, see, God uses the foolish things to, to confound the wise. And this is something for somebody in this place. God has told some of us in this room some stuff that don't make no sense. It ain't about what God has told you. It's about your obedience to his instruction. 
And when you obey the instruction, strength is going to come to your legs. When you obey the instruction, healing is going to come to your body. When you obey the instruction, God's going to flip the heart of those children. When you obey, it don't have to make sense for you to obey it. It don't have, let me say that again. It don't have to make sense to you in order for you to obey it. We too nosy. How you gonna do it, God? What are you gonna do it? What are you doing that for? Would you just do what I say? Tell somebody, tell him, obey him. Just do what he says. Just do what he says. Just do what he says. I got a miracle on the other side of this. You two know that you're trying to see what the end's gonna be. I'm Alpha and Omega. I got this covered. Just do what I say. And I promise you, it's gonna turn out for your good. Just do what the master says. He might have been in that state for a long time. <laughs> and then Jesus came. And when Jesus comes, he may come with an instruction that may be hard. But just know that when he comes, he comes to change you. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, change me. That's another story. Well, Jesus and his disciples were in the temple. This happened to anybody here today. But Jesus and his disciples are in the temple. In the temple. And one of them haters in the temple going to challenge Peter. Say, is it, is it, isn't it lawful that every time that your rabbi, anybody comes into the temple, that they have to pay taxes to the temple? And they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, man, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. And, and, they, and, they, and they, 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 they calling us out, man. You're like, you know, they know who you are. They're trying to hate on you. It's like, where, where, if Jesus sold this, where, where's his taxes he's paying to the temple? Jesus said, you know what? Kings shouldn't even have to pay. We are the one who collects the taxes. And I shouldn't even have to pay. But just so they're not offended, go down to the sea. He didn't tell Peter to do something crazy and new. You see, Peter, Peter was a fisherman. He told him to do what was already in his ability to do. There is something there. He told Peter to do what was already in his power to do. What was already something that he already had a skill to do. Some of us are looking for something new, dynamic, and different. God said, I am going to promote you by something I've already put in you. There was nothing new that you need. God said he gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Your next level is not going to happen to you. It's going to come out of you. You don't need nothing new and spooky and different. What he, what he already gave you. The gifts that he already gave you. The talents that he already gave you. The proclivities that he already put in you. Your next level is coming out of you. And so he told Peter, I want you to go down to the sea and catch a fish. 
you're a fisherman and I want you to you gotta stay see Peter at this point Peter said I'm gonna do whatever you say because when he first met Peter he said we you know we, went, we ain't caught no fish all night he said well throw your net on the other side of the boat it didn't make sense because it was morning time and the type of fish they were trying to catch they are only able to catch them at night and so he said look he said I don't understand this Jesus but nevertheless at your word I'm gonna obey and the word of God said that they caught a great draw of fish so much fish they had to call the other boat because that boat began to sink so Jim, so Peter knew at this point I better do what this man is saying because he knows what he's talking about he said I don't know what's going to be here I don't know if it's going to be a whole bunch of fish and we're going to be able to sell it but my job is to obey the instruction that Jesus gave me and so he went down to the sea and when he went down to the sea the fish that came up had money in his mouth The fish had money in his mouth. Tell somebody, I'm looking for a fish with money in his mouth. I'm looking for a fish with money in his mouth. What am I saying? I am prophetically, I'm, I'm prophetically exegeting the fact that, what, that, that your next level of meeting your needs is something that God has already given you. I'm, I am challenging somebody in this room. If you can cook, you better cook your way. That's your fish with the mouth in it. If you can sew real good, you better. You, that's your fish with your mouth in it. If you can talk to people and you can influence people, that's your fish with the mouth in it. All you need is Jesus to give you the commandment. You don't need nothing new. You don't need nobody to come and validate you. Just look for your fish with the money in his mouth and it will be all that you need. The people in the temple had created a scenario to something that they did not have. But then Jesus came. Jesus is more than just for a shout and a quake and a tongue. Jesus is strategic. He is a need meter. Have you taken your knees to the Lord? Telling you, if you listen to him, he will show you where your fish is. He will show you where your fish is. He will show you where your fish is. Lord, if I could just get alone, if I could do this. He didn't put that stuff in your heart to, to, to be antagonizing you, to be, to, be, uh, to be picking and teasing at you. You got all this stuff in your heart, but you don't have no means to do it. God said, I'm going to show my children where the fish are. I'm going to show my children where the fish, and when you find, and when you find your fish, it's going to open doors. And when you find your fish, God said, I've already put every seed in you. I put all good things that pertain to life and godliness already in the bosom of your spirit. All you have to do is go fishing. Tell somebody, go fishing. You better go fishing. Jesus came and he gave an instruction. What a crazy instruction. You, you thought he said, hey, uh, go, go find some of the sisters and get some of their gold. And, get them, and then we're going to sell it right quick. We're going to flip some of this gold. And then, no, no. Jesus said, I need you to do something that you already know how to do. I need you to do something. See, some of y'all watching YouTube trying to look for the latest and greatest thing. The, great, the greatest get rich quick. God said, God 
say, I need you to do what you already know how to do, but I need you to do it in an unconventional way. And God said, there is a fish with its money in its mouth to solve every need. You got to, God ain't broke. God, God said, I am God of all sufficiency. God is so opulent, he's got walls of jasper and he's got streets paved with gold. God knows what he's doing. God, there is no lack, there is no recession in heaven. God said, I just need people that will go fishing. When they go, when they obedient, when they catch it, everything they need is in the mouth of the fish. But he wouldn't have got that instruction if Jesus had not come. Somebody say, Come, Jesus. He's a God of forgiveness, He's a God of mercy, but He's also a God of strategy. And we need you to come. I got one more. Is this blessing anybody today? Jesus is attracted to your obedience. He lives in praise. But he reacts to obedience. What is it in your life that you need to obey? We all got something that we've been slow for. We all got something that we've trying to reason ourselves out of. We're trying to play three-dimensional chess. Well, if I do this, then they're going to be upset about that and blah, blah, blah. Just obey him. He's got the rest figured out. Either you trust him or you don't. See, this is binary. It's either a one or a zero. Ain't, ain't no decimals in between. Either you trust him or you don't. How many of y'all trust him today? The last thing I want to share with you. Daniel, the third chapter. There were three boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they had favor with King Nebuchadnezzar. And this is for people that God has already started elevating you. God has you in some places amongst people. You're in some important rooms. But you do know that there is wickedness in high places. Anybody know that to be so? And one way God wants to change these systems, he can save the people. But he also can raise God's people up to get in the same rooms with those people. They had favor with the king. King Nebuchadnezzar made a graven image and he said, I want it, when the trumpet blows, I want everybody to bow down and worship at this graven image. And they said, nah, we, mm. and so, you know, you know, you know, you got workplace snitches, right? People just walking real fast to the door snitching. Your boys, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't bow, King. They didn't bow. He said, no, nah, not my boys. They're my boys. Like, no, nah, for real, they didn't bow. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Ask such and such. That's right, King. They didn't do it. You know, they, 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 they just snitching. This, this telling had nothing to do with them, but they were jealous of their position. Yes. They was jealous with their closeness to the King. Like, they don't deserve that. Ooh, they gave me an opportunity. They gave me an opportunity. I'm going to go tell the king. And so the king said, look, guys, hey, y'all my boys, but y'all making me look bad. And if y'all defy me, it makes me look weak as a king. And if I let y'all do it, everybody else will be, be defying me. So he said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this. I'm going to command him to blow this trumpet one more time. And y'all got to bow. 
Just do it this one time. The heat is off me and the heat is off y'all. I understand y'all dedicated. Just, just do it one more time. And they said, King, we understand what you're saying, but we're not going to do it. You can blow it. So he said, he blow the trumpet. He said, oh, y'all going to do it. Y'all going to do it. He had to, they blew the trumpet and they didn't bow. At this point, Nebuchadnezzar got mad because he's making them look bad. And then he said, look, y'all got to go to the fire now. Y'all got to go to the fire. I had no choice. Y'all openly defied me, and y'all got to go to the fire. And he was so mad, he told them to heat up the fire seven times hotter than it ever has been uh, uh, heated before. It was so hot, the Word of God says, y'all know your Bible, don't you? The Word of God says that the men who threw them in died because because the fire was so hot. How is it that the people, that they didn't die as soon as they approached the door, but the people that threw them in did? That's a whole nother sermon. I ain't even going to talk about that. But I want you to know when God's hand is on you, things that, things that kill other people, things that destroy other people, at the doorway, not at you in the fire, they was at the door of the fire and they got killed. I want you to understand the favor that you're still surviving. I want you to understand the people that who have been through what you've been through are in a straight jacket, are taking pills to wake up, are taking pills to go to bed, are taking pills to stay asleep in the middle of sleep. They're they're taking all kinds of things and you are going through it and you're thinking, I ain't doing that. Let me tell you, if if people had your hand, they could win the game. And I want you to understand there is always somebody else that is worse than you that is looking up to you that I wish I was there. God is preserving you. He is keeping you. Yeah, you got some wounds. Yeah, you got some scars. But Jesus has come. And so to go along with the story, to keep the story going along, they threw him in the fire. And then evidently they had some kind of window or something that they could peek in. And and Nebuchadnezzar stood in amazement. First of all, that they were not consumed. They ended up walking around in fire. But the thing that even the devil had to recognize, that wait a minute, didn't we cast in only three people? They said, yeah, King, we did that. Why are you asking? I'm looking in the fire and I see a fourth person in that fire and then he had to reclaim and it looks like the son of God when I tell you when you take a stand for God when you when you don't take down and when you don't compromise Jesus is obligated to show up in the middle of what you're going through you, you're asking God, God, I know, Lord, if you can help me from getting through. God said, I can't get my full glory unless they throw you in the furnace. I can't get my full glory unless you're talked about a little bit. I can't get, I can't get my full glory unless I let the enemy attack you a little bit. But don't worry. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. can go through God as long as you're with me. I can endure the lies, God, as long as you're with me. I can go through this sickness as long as I know that you're here. You notice, Jesus didn't show up until they got in the fire. 
could have sealed the door and said, uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't, let, I ain't let you hurt my boys. They stood up for me. He let them get in something that was impossible. And Jesus cocooned them in the middle of the fire. And what burned up other people, Jesus preserved them in the middle of it. If you feel like you're in the crucible right now, if you feel like you are in the house breath of hell and all the enemies are surround you, if you open your eyes and look around somewhere, you'll find the Savior in the middle of it. All you got to do, it is the law of recognition. You will get and receive what you recognize. That God, I know you're in this somewhere. I don't know where you are. I don't know, but I do know that the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered by you. And you order my steps into valleys, and you order my steps on the top of mountains. And so God, where are you in this? If you show me that you're here, I will go through it, and I will endure hardness as a good soldier. I don't care what you're going through, even if it's self-appointed, even if it ain't your fault, whatever it is, find God in the middle of it. Look, say, Jesus, where are you? Jesus, where are you? I don't feel you. I don't sense you, but I know you're here. And I need you to show me that you're here. Because if this is sent by you, if this is something that you allow, God, I can go through it. God, I can do it. The race is not given to the swift. It's not given to the strongest man. But it's the one that puts one foot in front of the other and keeps going through the trial. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm done. But I want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever issue you're going through, all you need is Jesus to come. Could anybody testify the fact that I was, I, was, I, was in a, I was in a low place? I was in a fiery furnace. I was sick unto death. I, I, I felt like blowing my brains out. But I came, I, I got my wits about myself and Jesus showed up. All of a sudden and then Jesus came and then Jesus came and then Jesus came. Can you talk about, talk, talk about three people around you said I would tell, 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 them, tell them I was in bad shape. He said but and then Jesus came. And then Jesus came. He didn't stay that little baby. He grew up and became a man and he died on the cross for your sin and my sin. He snatched death, hell from the, and the keys from the, from the devil and the Lord God Almighty will show up. Can somebody begin to worship him now that he will show up? Come on, come on. Begin to worship him that he will show up. Say, God, God, I need you. 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 I need to show up, God. Show up with these children. Show up with that wife. Show up on that job. I don't need you to. I don't need you to take me out of there. I just need you to show up. I just need you to show up. When Jesus comes, everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Sick bodies are healed. Hellish environments are transformed. All you need is Jesus. Come on, somebody worship him in this room. Come on, come on. Come on, where he shows up. He shows up where his name is glorified. He shows up, he shows up. He shows up. He shows up on that job. God, I'm not complaining anymore. I just need you to show up. I'm not asking you to take me away from here anymore. God, I just need you to show up. I just need you to show up. I just need you to show up. I just need, come on, show up with power in your wings. Show up with healing in your hand. Show up. You are God of justice. You are God of vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. God said, I will repay. I will give recompense. But I just need, I, oh God, I hear you. God said, I'm a gentleman. I don't come anywhere where I am not invited. 
he comes. I promise you when he comes, something's about to change. I promise you, this may not seem like a good Christmas message, but I tell you, he came to seek and save the lost. He came to bring heaven down to earth. And if you get Jesus, it changes the whole equation. All we need is you, God. Come on, somebody worship him. God, all we need is you. We don't need another car. We don't need another house. We don't need a new boyfriend. We don't need a new husband. We don't need a new wife, God. We don't need a house on the hill. God, all we need is you. All we need is you. Come, Lord Jesus. 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 Come on. Ask him to come. You can't fix it on your own. But Jesus can fix it on.
Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world. <laughs>